Back on game time as we talk Baylor basketball, joined now by the head coach, Scott Drew. Coach, uh, first of all, thanks for your time. I know you're busy, and we do appreciate you uh, joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate what you guys do. Coach, let's uh, let's let's go back all the way to last Saturday and talk a little bit about the, the TCU game. You went at 67-49, and we all talk about just how good you are offensively, how deep your basketball team is, but I want you to talk a little bit about your defense. You go on the road. You limit your opponent to 33%. They commit 22 turnovers and it only score 49 points. The, uh, that's playing defense. Yeah. Well, uh, um, the great thing for us uh, uh, the last two years is our defense has, has been there when uh, uh, our offense hasn't and our rebounding numbers uh, haven't. So at the end of the day, uh, um, two things that are a lot more constant than shooting are your are your defensive efforts and your rebounding. So that's why it's always so critical. And uh, hence, we're up to third uh, uh, on the Ken Palm analytics for defense and uh, fourth best offense where we had been for a while, uh, uh, for like the last month, the third best offense and uh, eight, nine, ten on defense. And we've continued to work our way up. And uh, that's a compliment to uh, uh, um, the players and just how bought in they are. Offensively, Jared had the hot hand, 28 points, and I think that's his third 20-point game of the season. Well, and the, and, and the great thing is, as coaches, uh, we know that uh, every night's not going to be your night, uh, but there's so many different uh, players capable of stepping up. And what you love most about uh, uh, this team thus far is uh, – the pass is something that uh, everybody enjoys. They like uh, getting their teammates involved, and it's important uh, to feed the hot hand. So as long as that continues uh, each and every night, it might be somebody else with 20 or 28. But uh, uh, the key is uh, that it's the, the right person shooting and taking the right shots rather than trying to force stuff. We were uh, we, we were talking about the uh, the national championship football game, and there's been a, there was a lot of conversation about Alabama and their team, and and how the guys didn't care about individual awards; they were just about each other and about winning. And, and that really kind of describes your basketball team as well, doesn't it? Well, and 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 that's where uh, again, I mean, you take uh, uh, teams that win it all; they're they're obviously talented. Uh, and you have a lot of good players, and the staff's done a great job with them. But uh, it, at the end of the day, if you're not putting the team first, uh, it's, you're, you're probably not accomplishing all your goals and dreams because to win it all, uh, you have to really be bought in, and it's not about your stats, your uh, individual accolades, but it's about the team. And um, that's that's why uh, uh, we're off to 11-0 start. Uh, uh, again, it's not going to be your night every night, but uh, if the team comes first, uh, uh, the winning will be the priority. And uh, whatever you can do to help the team win is the most important thing. Obviously, with the pandemic, uh, the safety and the health of everybody involved is is paramount. We understand that. But it's got to be difficult when you start and stop. Obviously, you had the game Tuesday night postponed with West Virginia. Well, and that's something that everyone's had to deal with this year. So uh, uh, everybody has equal experience by now with games being canceled. And uh, uh, I, I tell you the thing that uh, uh, you really appreciate is uh, uh, just how uh, the young people in today's society, 18 to 23-year-olds, can bounce back so quickly. I mean, uh, from getting focused and ready for one game to uh, that game being off and on to the next thing. And uh, uh, they've really sacrificed a lot for, for us to have this basketball season with their social habits and just how uh, they take care of themselves. And um, at, at the same time, uh, I know uh, um, 
John Rostein's always tweeting how many uh, college programs are up and running, and it's been at 94% and 93% for um, most of this uh, holiday break. So a lot of people doing uh, the right thing. And, uh, again, we, we all know you might do everything right and still uh, you have a COVID outbreak, but uh, we have so much less of it because of uh, the sacrifices the young, young men are making uh, uh, to play this game. You've obviously uh, had two games postponed. Other teams have had even more. Is there a plan in place to make these games up? I know that there's probably, what, a week at the end of the season where there's some games could be made up. But if if the number gets big, has the conference let you guys know just how this is all going to unfold? Yeah, great question. So is um, they had a plan going in, and I think uh, uh, they they've – readjusted or, or formulated where they're going to try to squeeze some games in. I think uh, uh, our West Virginia game should be announced soon here when we're going to play that, and then uh, Texas when we're going to play that. And uh, I think uh, uh, the more games you have rescheduled, uh, you're, you'll end up going to where you're probably playing three games in a week uh, to get them in. And, and you're able to do that with a Saturday-Monday game because it opens up that slot on Thursday. This uh, this Saturday, you uh, you're on the road at Texas Tech, and they're coming off a huge win last night uh, on the road at Texas. Talk a little bit about the Red Raiders. Well, I, again, why the Big 12 has been the number one conference six out of the last seven years is because of the depth, and it's never just one team, two teams, three teams, and uh, that's that's life in the Big 12. I mean, Texas goes to West Virginia and uh, hits a buzzer beater, and that's the the, uh, the best feeling you could probably have, and then you come home and you lose a buzzer beater, and that's probably one of the worst feelings you can have. So uh, that's life in the Big 12. You just have so many ups and downs, and uh, uh, that's why you got to have that short-term memory and you got to move on to the next one. And Texas Tech is uh, one of those teams that uh, uh, Coach Beard obviously does a great job uh, uh, preparing his team each and every week and is taking that program to another level. And it starts with them on their defensive end, uh, currently the sixth best defense in the country. And uh, they keep improving uh, uh, weekly with that. And their offense is they've added uh, quite a few new pieces just like uh, most teams that have had a lot of turnover, it, it takes some time for those guys to gel, and uh, that's why this Tech team will continue to get better and is better now than it was at the beginning of the year. They're 3-0 and on the road, and this league is playing well on the road. What what do you make of that? Well, this is this is one of my favorite topics, and that is because I think fans really have a, a – they know they impact the game, but they really don't know how much they impact the game. And at the end of this year, we're going to add up the win-loss record at home and a road and compare it to a normal year in the Big 12. And instead of the home team winning 80 to 90% of the time or whatever that number is, you're going to see it's probably closer to 50%. And there's one reason, and that's the fans. And uh, at the end of the day, they give such energy and momentum to the home team. It, it makes it harder on the road team to fight off that momentum. And at the end of the day, until officials become robots, they're humans, and they're affected by the crowd. So you add all of that together, um, and, and, and I always bring up the Sports Illustrated study they did a long time ago with soccer fans in Europe, and they said soccer stadiums that had an indoor track and then they had the fans. They didn't get the home court calls that you do with the fans that were closer and no no track on the infield for the soccer uh, uh, stadiums. And then the only time it was truly neutral was when there were no fans there when, say, they had crowd riot issues or fighting issues and they weren't allowed to have crowds. 
And so, again, I mean, if you're talking close games, and that's what Big 12 games are, usually one or two possessions, the fans have such an impact, and that's why that uh, home court advantage is, is, is so critical. Hey, Scott, like I, that answer? I love that answer, <laughs> and you know what? That's a home run. Absolutely. Coach, I know you're busy. I appreciate your time. Best of luck to you on Saturday in Lubbock, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. And, and for the fans we have this year, uh, um, you make a big – we want you to be safe, and I know we've done a great job in making sure everyone's socially distanced and uh, putting you in a safe environment. But for those that come to the game this year, um, they really do make an impact. So thank you very much. Coach, thanks.